Clap once if you hear me. Clap twice if you hear me. All right, three times. Yeah, y'all sound great. <laughs> Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to a very special episode of Power Not Pity. I spoke at the Work It conference about a little bit more than a month ago, and it went really well. My speech was all about accessible podcasting and disability justice. But what does it mean to have an accessible podcast? And more importantly, what does it mean to have an accessible podcasting culture? All this and more will be revealed in this episode. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because I am. I'm really excited to share this with you. Are you ready to go on a journey? Okay, let's go. for disability justice, how you can make your podcast more accessible. Before I begin, I'd like to call in the fact that we are on unceded land, land that belonged to the Tongva people going back centuries, land that we now know as California. I want to call in all of the disabled people throughout history who have helped shape a more accessible world. I'm Brian. I'm the executive producer host of Power Not Pity. It's a show all about the lived experiences of disabled people of color. What a wonderful opportunity it is to be here. Work it is so special to me. I wanna give you a chance to invite the stories of the disability community into your mind and your heart because we deserve it. So who am I? Why am I here to talk about disability justice and podcasting? Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about me. I'm a black, Jamaican-American, disabled, queer, non-binary, alien prince from the Bronx. (laughs) That's right, that's right. BX all day. Um, I did three years of music radio in college. I went around interviewing tattoo artists and piercers about gender, class, and race. I worked in the music industry for a little while until I received a surprise in the spring of 2014. Five years ago, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So I came to podcasting while I was living in bed. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't easy to tell people that I lived and worked in bed for several years. It takes a lot for me to even say this right now. 
I remember watching the time go by, counting the hours by watching the sun move across the earth. It was like knowing that every day was going to be pretty much the same. Pain and fatigue and rest. So much rest. But I was able to find a little more comfort in podcasts. The podcasts I listened to gave me hope, gave me a reason to believe that another world was possible for me. I started to um, ask myself all of these different questions about where I was and where I was in life. I found a safe getaway space in podcasts like How to Survive the End of the World and LeVar Burton Reads and LeVar, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) But yeah, um, you know, podcasts have the power to expand my worldview and change up how I thought about all these different subjects, but they weren't without their shortcomings. Unfortunately, I started to realize that my safe space wasn't so safe after all. I was gaining more friends, I was learning about the disability justice community, and, you know, I realized that the voices of disabled people of color were missing from podcasting altogether. I wanted to do something about it. So some of the questions that I started to ask myself around what was missing, where are the voices of the people of my community? Where are the stories of black and brown disabled people? Where are the voices of people of queer, trans, and non-binary experience? Where were the stories that reflected the amazing breadth of a multiply marginalized life? Within such an intimate medium, I just think there's so much change that's possible in podcasting. Why not try changing things up a bit? I created Power Not Pity in 2017 on the back of a Greyhound bus, going back from Philly to New York. And I remember when I made the logo, I felt like I was stepping into something bigger than me. Yeah, it was really life-changing for me to see something that was just a spark in my mind come to fruition. It's so fulfilling to know that people really connect with what I have to say. Power Not Pity has become way bigger than me. I've watched it grow over the last two years. And even though I only have one season so far, people have stuck with me through it all. But I will always check in with myself to make sure that what I'm doing feels right. So I've got more questions, more that I hope you'll begin to ask yourself too. What can we do to tell more authentic, inclusive stories? What can we do as women and non-binary people to foster a more equitable world? I think it comes down to tangible and intangible ideas. So when we start to think about what makes an accessible podcast, It takes a radical reframing of your mind. Can I offer you a quote? Yes. All right, all right. Disability is more than a deficit of diagnosis. It is an aesthetic, a series of intersecting cultures, and a creative force. Now, this was spoken by Alice Shepard, the founder of Kinetic Light, a dance troupe that is so amazing. It, like 
two um, wheelchair dancers, they flip and they twirl and they like balance off of each other. I don't know if you can see the image, but it's basically her and her partner and her partner is literally holding her up in the air while she's in her wheelchair. I, I just, I saw them and it was absolutely amazing. So if you get a chance to see Kinetic Light, please do. So whenever I find a new podcast, I always assume that there won't be transcripts. I think that shouldn't be the norm. It should be the exception, right? Uh, so one thing I want to offer you is um, the idea of including every word in your transcripts that's said and edit for cultural competence because that is something that is always missing from transcripts. It's always about like very standard language. So think about vernacular and different ways of um, dialects, different ways of speaking. Um, there are so many things that we could lose in translation. Another tangible thing that you can do to make your podcast more accessible is to include image descriptions. Those of us who are unable to see deserve to visualize what's happening as well. So when you're doing image descriptions, make sure that every detail is described. And I often find that creative image descriptions, like ones that really go deeply into what, what the image is portraying, it can really put me into a different state of mind. Can I drop some knowledge on you? Yeah. All right, all right, I'm so glad you're ready. So. One in four people in the U.S. are disabled. So that means 25% of the population is overlooked and underserved. We fall victim to being invisibilized, and we also fall victim to tropes of overcoming adversity and inspiration. And unfortunately, these stories are so common that people actually have a term for it. It's called inspiration trash. Yeah, so I would challenge you to make more dynamic and authentic stories about disabled people, especially disabled people of color. Uh, we're, not we're not inspiration trash made to make you feel better about your, uh, your life. Another thing that we could do um, in terms of making your podcast more accessible is to have an accessible workplace, meaning where you basically produce your content. I want to challenge you to be an advocate. Disabled people are entitled to accommodations so that they can create the best content that they can. This means advocating for good benefits. This means advocating for good health care. This means advocating for spaces where people are uh, receiving uh, adequate accommodations. I want to see the end of drug testing and background checks. It's too often that background checks and drug testing are part of the cycle that keeps disabled people, especially black disabled people, underemployed. I was almost denied a job because I tested positive for marijuana. Even though I had a medical marijuana card and it's like illegal to discriminate against a person from New York State, uh, I had to go back and forth with HR, and I had to like really try to prove my case about why I deserved to be there. It was ridiculous. 
now that we've talked about that, I want to offer you an effective way of um, telling a story, centering a disabled person in your story. This is Haben Girma. She's the first deafblind woman to graduate from Harvard Law School. So you could say she's impactful. You could say she's inventive. You could say she's intersectional. But just don't call her an inspiration. So now I want to offer you a couple of ways to tell an effective story about Haben. Let's talk about the wrong way. So Haben is often portrayed as a millennial Helen Keller. And this is just completely wrong because we're not monoliths. We're actually multiplicitous and a myriad of voices. I think another way to think of creating more authentic version of an effective story is to try to use words that are more reflective of a genuine experience. I want to dare you to use words that are not one-dimensional to describe a person and just the best way to center a disabled person in your story. Like I said, the word inspiration has lost its impact because it's been so overused. And I think when you want to talk about impact versus intent, when you're talking about your stories, I know that there are good-intentioned, well-intentioned people, but the words that you use, the ways that you portray, you portray disabled people, they actually have an impact. And good intentions don't always lead to positive impact, right? Haben also offers uh, quotes and um, techniques on her website. One of the things that she says is, we respect and admire disabled leaders, just as we respect and admire our non-disabled leaders. So it's just a, something to think about, you know? Remember uh, my show, Power Not Pity? All right. Um, so the last thing I usually ask people on the show is a pretty cheesy question. It goes, what's your disabled power? What is the thing that gives you the most power and agency in your disability? And usually nine times out of 10, people talk about adaptation. My friends and I, we wanna see the end of injustice and systemic inequality. I'd like to offer you four intangible ways that you can, you can make your podcast more accessible. Right, tangible ideas. I want to tell you more about this because there needs to be a way for people to remember just how much every single podcaster can shape conversations. I want you, dear listener, to know that a lot of the discrimination that disabled people face stems from the way society programs us to think about the differences that deviate from the norm. Since I'm a cheeseball, I came up with a cheesy acronym to help you remember how to radically reframe your mind around disability. I remember my aunt telling me, life won't give you anything, Bri. So work hard and you'll reap what you sow. What did she mean by that? Now that I've grown and unlearned a few things about disability, I realize a thing or two about what she meant. Yes, I gotta work hard, 
But I also realize that what I put out into the world also comes back to me. To me, reaping what you sow is a call to action, a place to dream about the possibility of change and the benefits of that change. Here's my take on my aunt's life lesson. Hopefully, you'll find that you can reap what you sow as well. This is the acronym. It goes R-E-A-P. What does that spell? That's right. Reap. R is for recognize. E is for educate. A is for amplify. And P is for politicize. So let's start with R. Recognize. I'll tell you that ableism is a systemic discrimination that keeps disabled people on the margins of society. It's time that we recognize that discrimination that happens. I'd like to challenge you to begin to locate ableism in all its forms. Begin to recognize how ableism causes harm to disabled people of color. Here we go with E, uh, educate. So find ways to learn about the disability community. You know, there's there's articles and and op-eds and like all these different ways. There's Twitter and Instagram and you know all the other platforms that exist. TikTok, I don't know, Snapchat, who knows. Um, so disabled people of color also organize for other social justice issues. So I would suggest becoming familiar with those as well. And Take time to get to know disabled people. A is for amplify. So get out there and floss that knowledge that you have cultivated. Give disabled people more chances to create reflections of themselves in mass media. Amplifying is all about passing the mic. P for politicize is my favorite. Organize and conquer, y'all. Get involved with organizations and groups that are doing the work. Find creative ways to financially support disabled people of color. That's really important. Feature disabled activists on your podcasts. Now that I've talked about tangible things and intangible things that you can do to make your podcast more accessible, Let's talk about what it means to actually do this and create culture, you know, because it's not, we don't do this in a vacuum. And I think that all of our work, all of our content is so important that we can shape culture. What's more possible in an accessible podcasting culture? One thing that I like to say is representation matters. Say it with me. Representation matters. Oh, you sound so good. So this, this kind of means stories that show the community in a more authentic light, giving people the chance to feel seen and heard. Another thing that would be possible is intersectionality. We would cultivate a politic of realizing that all of our stories are tied up in one another. We don't live this life alone, so give everyone a chance to be liberated. Uh, another thing that's possible is more listeners. We all love that, right? We would be catering to the 25% of the population that's looking for reflections of themselves in mass media. Disabled people are hungry for more media. 
I've talked about accessibility, right? This uh, presentation is called Podcasting for Disability Justice, How to Make Your Podcast More Accessible, right? I've talked about the accessibility part, but what's disability justice? I would like to offer you another quote. Uh, this is written by Patty Byrne. Disability justice is a vision and practice of a yet-to-be a map that we create with our ancestors and our great-grandchildren onward in the width and depth of our multiplicities and histories, a movement towards a world in which everybody and mind is known as beautiful. Isn't that amazing? She's an amazing writer, and she's the founder of Sins Invalid. It's a dance troupe of disabled people of color, and it's also a creative collective, and it's all about advocacy as well. She's an amazing person, look her up, Patty Byrne. Finally, my last slide, hire more disabled people of color. Thanks for listening. <laughs>